it's accessibility for the people that are coming in. Our barrier to entry is really, very low. It's really just be, having the courage to raise your hand and say, hey, I'd like to try this. No experience necessary. You know, and, and everybody kind of works together and everybody tries to pull in that in that same direction to, to really be welcoming and, and helpful to everybody else that's coming in. If you're here for improv, go away. This is Other Than Improv with Anthony Francis. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Other Than Improv. I'm your host, Anthony Francis. I know I might look a little different. I grew out my beard. No, that's not what's what's going on. Actually, we're in virtual reality, and I am here with two very special improvisers. One of them, the creator of this improv space we're in, and the creator of the Improvatars, Eric Callaghan. Hello, Eric. Hello, Anthony Francis. And also with us today, we have a VR DJ, and he's also a performer with the Improvatars. Um, please welcome uh, my guest, who we know as um, Disco Jesus, but your your name is um, Chris Mackew. Correct. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. And I'm sorry I sound a little weird, but I'm obviously wearing a giant VR headset and trying to peek out that little nose portion, like down at the bottom and read the notes on my phone. So I apologize. It's There's a lot of gear involved in this, guys. There's like a ton of gear. Um, but thank you for being here. Thanks for being on. Uh, we normally don't do video. It's usually an audio podcast. But man, like, we've got to be able to see this. And um, uh, Eric, you you put together this room, you set up the cameras that we're looking at right now. Uh, you're, you built this entire theater space. Can you just kind of talk about what this is and, and how you came about making it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So this actually is kind of like the, uh, I like to think one of the final iterations, I mean, we'll, we'll keep iterating, but, but we, we originally started with an alt space blank template and, and then I created some custom worlds in Unity um, and uploaded those to AltSpace. Now we're in VR Chat, and um, through those different iterations, we kind of learned what worked well for a virtual audience, what didn't work well, um, and how to make the space feel a little bit full and a little more inviting to people. So, um, yeah, I guess just over the um, over the course of uh, a good long while we've kind of come and settled on this format for VR. So that yeah, works really well. And, and yeah, and you build this in Unity, which is uh, just a software that allows you, people to use Unity to make games. But Unity is used to create not only this room, but to edit, create avatars, things like that. Yeah, um, Unity has done a really great job of <laughs> positioning themselves with... Other companies who make games like VR Chat, like Alt Space, like Rec Room, so that people who are at home uh, on their own personal computers can set up their own virtual environments and then upload them uh, into, you know, like I said, VR Chat, Unity, uh, the the Unity uploader uh, for those sites is really helpful. That is well said, better than I could have said it, because I don't really know what's going on. And I'm usually pretty good with this stuff, but we're definitely entering a realm where, like, 40-year-old Anthony's really starting to feel his age, because I'm, I'm in it, though. I'm in it, right? I'm doing it. I'm doing this thing. You're here. Uh, yep. 
Disco, you're um, you're a VR DJ. So how does this? And you're an improviser as well. But how does that change for you? What's different for you that that may might be different? Uh, you know, what what do you do differently? Not not a lot. Um, so when I when I DJ, I am completely virtual as well. I so I use an application called TribeXR. Um, and that application gives me an, an emulation of uh, actual, like, real-world DJ gear. Um, so I'm not using a physical controller. I'm not turning physical knobs and sliding physical faders. I'm doing everything in a virtual space, uh, which allows me to do what I do wherever i am um i i travel a lot so it's it's one of those that's that was one of the big draws for for vr for me was being able to have the ability to do the things that i like to do whether i'm at home or in various hotel rooms <laughs> all across the states so when you do your vr show your do do VR audience members come and watch you, or is it just you and you're streaming that out on like Twitch or something? What where's your audience at physically yeah. or virtually? We have the ability to bring other people that have the TribeXR application in and and have that sort of intimate sort of space. And it, at the moment, we're actually looking at changing things around to really sort of revamp that process um, and expand that ability so that it's people that aren't necessarily DJs, people that want to just spectate can actually come in and, and do that. Uh, but right now, the the vast majority of my performances are being streamed out to someplace like Twitch. And then in order to get those into spaces like VR chat or, or what was Altspace or any of the other metaverse social platforms, what's usually happening is somebody's capturing that Twitch stream and then using the utilities that were provided by those social platforms to pump that audio and visual feed into the virtual space. Okay. And a question for both of you. So, and I'm going to just go by your, your avatar names because that's how I met you and that's how I know you best. Uh, so uh, Calamander, what would you say brought you into vr what is it about vr that you were like i want to do improv in vr and same for you disco i want to do improv in vr and also i want to do i want to dj in vr what, what was it about vr that that drew you to it uh well for me uh i've told this story a couple times uh but <laughs> for me i live in a town where i'm sure there are enough people that i could get to do an improv thing in real life but we just haven't been able to do it yet i've tried once or twice to start little groups and for whatever reason they just fizzle out um and so for me that's a limitation it's just geographically i'm in a kind of remote spot i'm up north uh you know by the canadian border and uh <laughs> so uh yeah, and uh, I had the VR headsets kind of sitting on my shelf collecting dust. I used to rent them out uh, to parties and different things like that, but, um, you know, they've just gotten so cheap and widely accessible that people have them if they want them. So, um, oh, excuse me. Sorry. But no, I... Uh, See, it's so <clears throat> real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had to uh, get that burp from my emoji wheel. Um, <laughs> no, when, uh, so I woke up on like a Monday, this was just over a year ago, 
And uh, I was like, you know, I really just want to do a show, an improv show, really a lot like Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, I know I've got these VR headsets sitting here, like, how can I do it? And I did a quick Google search and Altspace came up. And I scheduled an event for that Thursday. Once I figured out that I could host an event, I could have people there. I scheduled an event for that same Thursday because I knew if I didn't have a deadline, <laughs> I just wasn't going to do it. And uh, I actually had so many people like volunteer that I didn't even perform in the first show. I was moderating and there were four performers and a host, just like Who's Line. And they did all the improv stuff up there, and I was just happy to be a part of it. <laughs> and we had like 250 people attend that very first show. It was just crazy. Like people popping wow. in and out of the world. It was just, yeah, pretty wild. And and then, um, you know, over the course of, you know, several months, we kind of kept, like I said, iterating, making better performance spaces, collecting uh, better performers and in disco's case you know sometimes worse performers but um right right <laughs> no, mm -hmm. no, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but uh well yeah no, it's just been awesome just uh being able to collaborate with these people in here and they're amazing people that i would have never met otherwise and yeah so so i just love being here in vr with these other wonderful people nice uh, i gotta be honest you know it's it it does almost doesn't matter what town you're in. It's hard to put a team together. Um, so mm. I, I totally feel that in real life. I know it's hard to to build teams, put you know, find people to do improv with. Um, uh, Disco, what about you? Yeah, how how'd you get here? Oh, other I, than I logging in. <laughs> yes. Um, so so we have this thing called a headset, and you put it on. Uh -huh. um, skip no. forward. Uh, move, move oh, okay. Well, well, to skip forward, <laughs> let's go back. Uh, I. <laughs> So I kind of mentioned this earlier. I, I travel for my day job. Um, I work in industrial robotics. So I, I go around the basically the entire eastern half of the country to, to various customers and do, do robot-y things. Um, and so being on the road as much as I am, you can only go to so many bars. You can only spend so much time just sitting watching TV in the hotel room, um, especially in some of the places where we go. There's just not always a whole lot to do. Uh, and so um, I had just gotten out of a relationship. I was looking to do some retail therapy, and I started seeing these ads for this device called the Quest 2 that promises fun and entertainment and everything that I was looking for to keep myself entertained on the road in one beautiful, integrated, immersive package. Um, and so that started things down and 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 picking up TribeXR, which was probably my first foray into the creative part of the VR experience. Um, I, I've been a performer for years and years and years, um, doing things on stage, music, theater, backstage work. Um, and so getting into that space, which, which is, through TribeXR, I was able to expose myself to something, that being DJing, that I would never probably have found the ability to do just because of money. Uh, you know, for, basically I'm getting the ability to access what would normally cost tens of thousands of dollars at a fraction of the cost. Uh, not only that, having the access to a community and to people who are in the business who could get you up to speed very, very quickly. And I've since joined that team teaching now. Uh, wow. That's incredible. But, but yeah. And so being able to, to perform and, and the first time that I was in a performance, that bug, that performance 
bug sort of bit again and and through meeting different people in that space um exposing myself um not like that um being exposed to uh different uh groups of people um, I managed to find my way to this group called the Improvatars. And so having done improv comedy um, back in my late teens, it was one of those things where it's like, if I'm going to be doing this, let's let's see if I can do this as well. And so all of these hobbies that I was forced to give up to go on the road and work my day job, whether it was being in cover bands, whether it was doing community theater, whether it was doing semi-pro stuff. I've now found a way to do that from the road. Again, wherever I am, wherever I have a decent internet connection, I can do a show. That's so great. And yeah, we're going to get, we're going to talk more about exposing yourself in a, in a minute. Um, not, not, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of joking, but I'm also not joking. Cause I do want to talk about these worlds a little bit because that's really what I want to talk about. I do want to talk a little bit about how improv works here, but as someone who's recently, um, I, I would say I'm still in the trial phase of the group. Uh, I, 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 um, gosh, I don't remember how we found each other, to be honest, but Calamander, you and I found each other and then, um, and then Facebook. I joined up, but like, it's such a through Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was just nice to be able to connect and, and really this feels like, it feels like, improv it does not feel like a watered down it doesn't feel like zoom prov for damn sure mm. it feels like real mm -hmm. improv in vr so there's that feeling i can attest to that but let's talk a little bit about um these worlds because there's uh or i guess i'm sorry these these different vr platforms so you have um because when you say worlds here everyone listening at home uh there are an infinite number of worlds within VR chat. So what we're going to talk about are just the platforms. VR chat is a platform. Facebook Horizons is a platform. And you guys have mentioned, and I've I tried a little bit with Altspace VR. So are there um, of those three, which of these do you think is going to survive the the VR platform wars here? Uh, if definitely I definitely not to... Altspace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Altspace is dead. Altspace is fully dead. Is it like shutting down, or is it like dead it's, in the it, eyes it of shut the shut down? Uh, March tenth, twenty twenty three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. March 10th. All right, so that's off the tables. Right. So yeah. Just actually, March Facebook horizons in this. Well, there are quite a few, actually. I would say, um, yeah. Um, uh, there's there's Horizon Worlds, and I think just by sheer resources alone they will outlast <laughs> most competitors uh i will say that vr chat has a great model um and they have a really wide fan base bigger than altspace ever had i think and they, they are actually monetizing it whereas altspace was using it more as a uh sort of a test bed for their other upcoming projects like uh mesh um and things like that um you know, you've also got Rec Room out there. You've got Roblox. Uh, uh, there's Utopia VR that's starting up. Um, uh, what's that other one that's just starting up that's really trying to do everything that Altspace did? You've got Spatial uh, is, another, is another startup. Um, you've got some. You've got some older ones like, for example, Chill Out, which I think is just which isn't on the standalone side. So that's an important distinction to make when you're when you're creating yeah. your multiverse or metaverse platform. Is um, you have kind of the the 
the standalone quest side and then you have the the pc side of things and so um you know having more power available to you on the pc kind of can sometimes shut some people out and so it's it's important to make sure that if you're looking to maximize your potential audience to have everything integrated and and available for both sides um you've got some of the older ones uh sansar is probably the biggest one that comes to mind um trying to think of any of the others there's 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 a few especially now that alt space has shut down as soon as alt space shut down was said that they were going to shut down um you started seeing a couple of uh a couple of things pop up trying to basically say hey we're going to give you this alt space experience just just come over here with us and and it, it's a lot of startups it's a lot of very small developers houses so uh it's Expats. it's a really interesting time yeah it's a really interesting time right now to kind of see what's coming up and it's it is kind of interesting to see who's going to be still around in the next six months a year two years from now right it sounds like it's very the dust hasn't settled on on this we don't know who the winner is going to be and i heard we were talking earlier because well i won't talk about what we saw because to say it out loud wouldn't make any sense to anyone including <laughs> us i saw a dog riding a goose riding one of those wooden mannequins that you use for like artistry like for drawings like for human form anyway there i said it and i'm, I'm upset that i and did. then you but and then you hopped yeah. into vr after that right Right. Then I jumped in VR. <laughs> yes, I, exactly. Uh, yes, that was what. But no, so we saw that happening. And you mentioned how this is a lot like MySpace and and uh, <laughs> Horizons and the other ones are more like Facebook. Right. But in the, not in the sense that I mean, I know Horizons is Facebook. But the point is that in MySpace, for you kids at home who don't know, uh, MySpace, you could do whatever you wanted on your page. You could just do whatever. No one was going to tell you you couldn't do certain things. The only reason you couldn't do certain things is because it wasn't physically possible. But but here, that's the same thing. You can really be look like whatever you really want. And and there's really no limitations in, in a lot of ways. And like you said, you know, if you're not hurting anybody, you know, what's the problem? And that seems to be what this space is. Um, but, but yeah, what would, what would you say to that in terms of the freedom of this space? I mean, if you had to pick one, where do you see yourself, go, yourselves going? Yeah. Calamander. Uh, well, I would say that that used to be part of, uh, what I saw as the problem with VR chat. Um, but the more I get in here and the more that they update their software to allow moderation and to allow people to protect themselves in here, um i think that they're they're mitigating those problems because like it is great to have everybody be allowed to change their avatar you know this is an alt space avatar actually i pulled it over from alt space and I, i'm just i'm comfortable in this <laughs> and i will i will make iterations on that as well but you know um this is just uh it's nice to be able to upload your own custom model whereas with horizon worlds like I couldn't even upload the the theater, you know. I would have to, I would have to recreate the theater somehow using their textures and their their blocks and things like that. And even then, I would still have limitations. I don't think that they have any plans for a Unity uploader. So my 3D models are locked out of Horizon Worlds. Um, but now that they're and the other problem with having people you know, the, the other side of the coin with having people allow their their own custom avatars is that you can have people upload something that will break a world or 
push everybody out or, <laughs> you know, so. Right. Uh, just crash or, my or, computer. Right. Yeah. Or something that's, you know, uh, horribly offensive or, or something like that or sexually explicit or something. So there are definitely a couple different sides to allowing so much freedom. And for a long time, VR chat was sort of the wild west where I was like, I have alt space. I'm not, I'm not going over into VR chat because I don't feel safe over there. Um, but now that, um, you know, I, I, I feel safe over here and have brought the performers over here. And I think a lot of them feel safe. It's, it's definitely, uh, I guess warmed me back up to VR chat as a viable or yeah viable option for the improvatars i have my um i have my my menu open and i'm just showing the audience the different settings you have these shield settings uh so you can change your shield setting and you can actually customize that so that users so for you so for, for me for example as a user i don't i don't have to see everyone's avatar i can actually turn off all avatars all audio i can only talk to the people i want to talk to i can only really see who I want to see and hear who I want to hear like that episode of black mirror. I can literally like <laughs> kind of, kind of close out as many people as I want, but disco, we have, what, what do you have to say about, about that, about the security features here? Getting a lot better that, that I think I had a, a similar experience to Calamander where I alt space was, was my first home in virtual reality. So I, I it kind of, it, it's, I think it earned a special place in my heart that way. But uh, the you know the the way I've constantly referred to it to everybody that I've talked to when when talking about all space, what was um, is that it was the Goldilocks zone. You know, it wasn't necessarily the, the the biggest place. It wasn't necessarily the best at any one thing. But a, as a as a sum of all of the parts and everything that you could that you could do, despite the restrictions that we were given. Um, it was definitely the, the best at what it was for what a lot of us needed it to be. That said, you know, coming out here into VR chat where you have so much more power available to you, um, you know, to make if you're making like the MySpace versus Facebook analogy, uh, the, the, the one that I would make it in in return would be, say, Android versus Apple. You know, with with Apple, you know, you have this this very curated space, this very clean, white, surgical sort of sort of thing. You can do whatever you want as long as you're within this very narrow boundary. But we're going to guarantee that everything that you do in that very narrow boundary is going to be the best experience that it can be. Or you can step out into the Android world where you can do almost whatever you want within, you know, whatever legal, moral, ethical limits you set for yourself. But know at any time that anything that you can do can possibly break everything and everything can come crashing down and it'll just be completely useless to everybody. Um, to to kind of answer your question as to which one which one will survive or which one's gonna when the dust settles, I don't know that it's gonna be any one platform, uh, because going out here and experiencing the different platforms, whether it was VR chat, whether it's Rec Room, um, anything above, beyond, and in between, you kind of start noticing that they each sort of have their quirks. They they each have their sort of um, way that they want to do things and that their sort of targets. And so once you kind of settle on which one works for you, you know, you might pick one or favor one over the others. But for example, if I have better utilities for what I need to do for a show over in a different one, say spatial, for example, then I'm probably going to be doing more things over there than say in VR chat. But right now for what we're doing, VR chat's working for us. Let's, uh, 
Yeah, let's talk about VR chat and how it's working for improv because you know, you Calamander, you're putting together these um these performances. Uh, I have to say just yeah, this amazing stage, just really when I walked in the first time I was like, wow, this is really impressive. You know, but what about the performers? What is the process of getting performers together? How do you create this in VR? I noticed some people came in. We had a rehearsal tonight. So this is this was the rehearsal space as well. And, you know, we rehearsed for an hour, which I think is great. Even if the team knows everything, it does. You know, you got to rehearse. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that process, about getting people in and, and doing shows. What, how does that work in VR? What are some of the challenges you face, too, that you might not face in, in the real world? Yeah, um, yeah, that can be kind of a double-edged sword too, I guess. Um, some of the benefits are that uh, we can do a live show, we can have 50 people in the audience, and some of those people might say, hey, <laughs> this is awesome, I really want to do it next time. And for our team, we don't have a huge barrier to entry. Um, pretty much the only thing is make sure that everybody on stage feels safe, and if you're knocking down other people or you know uh saying something horrible we probably won't have you back <laughs> but we'll usually give everyone a shot you know um so you know in that way it's really accessible anyone in the world really can join we have australian performers uh canadian performers um uh there's british performers or people who live in the uk anyways and uh you know we even Sometimes let the wandering Florida man in, um, if they so choose. Thank you. But yeah, thank you and... for that. <laughs> I feel seen. Right. Yes. <laughs> Florida man. Uh, no. Um, so it's it's really great for bringing together people who you know I think uh, all of us would probably struggle to find uh, in real life. Uh, group i mean otherwise uh we might not do it here at all you know so um so that's really nice uh but there can be uh sometimes uh you know we haven't had this problem this week but sometimes there can be too many people who want to join and then you have to kind of make decisions on who's going to perform um there can be issues where like early on in our show uh we didn't have enough performers and we just said well we'll leave that fourth spot open and we'll get a volunteer from the audience but then they come up and say something really horrible <laughs> and audience right mm -hmm. and so uh <laughs> so in those instances you know luckily we're getting more tools in vr chat and in at that time it was in uh alt space and we were able to just point at them and poof you are no longer in our instance uh so that <laughs> that is kind of a point to uh you know we don't need necessarily a bouncer i mean there's a poster behind you uh i can get uh <laughs> uh where we have uh marcy our moderator she she moderates people out of the audience if they are being too uh disruptive <laughs> and um i don't know so that helps a lot that we can i love it moderate things like that that's an important tool to have um it's much, much well, easier to do than t telling people to leave in person 
<laughs> yeah. One other tool I would say too that helps us uh, succeed, I guess, would be that our, our we've got a Discord server. Um, it's Discord.io. If I can plug it, uh, Discord.io. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Discord.io forward slash Improvatars, and uh, you can go in there. You can interact with the performers. Uh, you can choose to. Uh, you know, if, if they get enough votes, they get to eat that day. Um, so there's there's a lot of different ways you can interact there. If you want to be on a show, you can, uh, you know, send us a DM and you can get into the rehearsal spaces, get the performer role and, um, you know, and then get on a show. And um, like I said, it's very similar to Who's Line, uh, a lot of the stuff we do. But there's some kind of neat stuff we can do here that is specifically VR oriented too, which is kind of nice. And we can chat about that. I think, but nice, nice, yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I want to put the word out to any improvisers I know that have uh, VR. They're doing it, and they're doing it well. Um, but, but Disco, go ahead. Yeah, what, what's your what's the experience like for you? Uh, I guess to kind of piggyback on what Calamander's saying, you know, it's it's the accessibility of it. Uh, um, whether it, it and it's accessibility on, on several levels, whether it's like, for example, myself, you know, I might be at home, uh, home is near Cincinnati, Ohio for me, but I might be in Western Tennessee this week. I might be outside Atlanta. I might be in Michigan. I might be in central Ohio it, all within the course of a single week sometimes. Um, so again, it's wherever I have a good internet connection, wherever I can get out here, uh, to the to the to the metaverse, it, I'm available to perform. Um, it's accessibility for for the people that are coming in. Like Calamander said, our barrier to entry is really very low. It's really just be, having the courage to raise your hand and say, "Hey, I'd like to try this. No experience necessary. We'll we'll teach you. We'll we'll help you know get you up to speed. Um, you know, and and everybody kind of works together and everybody tries to pull in that in that same direction to to really be welcoming and and helpful to everybody else that's coming in um it's it's also accessible from the simple fact that you know if people have more complicated lives like for example uh the last show that we did in alt space we did sort of a two-hour end of the world special um well that first hour i had a dj set uh, um, also in alt space in a different world in alt space um so it was one of those hey I'll, i can't make it for the first hour but i'll come in for the second hour and so, you know, through the power of virtual reality, instead of finishing my DJ gig, getting out of the club, going to a taxi, taking a taxi to the subway, taking the subway across town to get to the theater, I just had to click a couple of buttons, wait about 10 seconds for my for the world to load, and I'm coming in basically doing like a like a wrestling show sort of intro. You know, I stood backstage or stood in the entry hallway, waited for a, a lull in the action started doing a, a chant and then kind of ran up on the stage just because why not? You know, the, it's the last show in all space. What are they going to do? Kick me out. Uh, so <laughs> another, another part of it is um, accessibility for people that may have um, maybe some, some social anxiety sort of issues, you know, people that get up on stage and get stage fright, but they, they kind of want to do this sort of thing. Um, for some people it's, it's beneficial. It's helpful to, be in an avatar where I may not look like me. You know, I might have, you know, for example, I, I have, if you, for those of you who are watching, my avatar has an Afro. I am very bald in real life. Um, you know, not that that, not that that matters. We, we welcome hair. So weird. And you don't bald. sound bald. Right. Hear it. Right. Yeah. Right. We do, we do welcome, we do welcome haired and balded persons uh, in, in, <laughs> in our midst. 
Um, but and for example, sometimes, especially. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sometimes. Sorry. Oh. Uh, you know, we have people that are that are here in in various costumes and and doing cosplay as other people. Um, you know, people that are dressed up as animals, things like that. And so, so it, it's it's an interesting sort of paradigm having being able to play off of all those people and knowing full well that some of those people, if you put them in that in that same situation in a in a I call it the physiverse as opposed to the metaverse. In a physiverse sort of situation where they might totally freeze up, some of the some of these people are are actually able to sort of work through that and and have that experience, which is incredible. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, you know, because that was a big reason why I originally couple uh, in alt space I wanted to create an improv theater to uh, to do some improv drop in classes, and I thought this would be a great way because there's so many people that are afraid to do this. And I can say that when I'm here in VR, I dance way more than I dance in, in real life mm-hmm. uh, or the physiverse, as you as you called it. I just found myself dancing because no one can really see me and I don't dance in real life. But I find myself I just can't help myself. I just enjoy this is not normal for for me to do. Um, but, you know, uh, but I like that you say that because you're right. It can create an opportunity for people to to try something where they are just really they they either they, the the limitations are too strong for them in the physical world but by coming here and doing it they can build the confidence to eventually do it in the real world i believe in that completely uh, and then also i wanted to say in terms of avatars this avatar that i have here has way less body hair than i'm rocking way less <laughs> Uh, surprisingly less body hair i can't believe i mean i'm covered up for the most part but like those ankles there's no body hair on those ankles. I mean, that's anyway. I don't want to get into that. But Calamander, <laughs> do you have anything else? Yeah, anything to add on that on that side of things? And we're gonna we'll wrap it up here in a second because I'm oh, oh I I wanted to ask you about VR. Uh, well, before we can move on to that, uh, do you have anything you want to add? Um, yeah, I think that having the avatar is helpful. I, I think sometimes in my um, you know in in the real world uh sometimes my extreme good looks can be off-putting and uh you know so in here i can i can dumb myself down a little bit and the other performers feel a little bit more at ease that i can hear you can hear it right let's go you can hear the the, <laughs> the attractiveness uh okay so i do we wish have i had in... legs and arms <laughs> but <laughs> yes yeah well someday you know it's just a unity <laughs> It's just what ten hours in Unity to make your yeah. own legs and arms. What do you have to... now? Yep. You don't have to. You don't have to make. You made that yourself. No, this your this avatar. is from AltSpace, so it was pulled uh, from AltSpace okay. assets. Um, and AltSpace, you never had arms or legs, so all of the uh, and and I actually kind of preferred to keep that. <laughs> it's one thing that I just think sets aside these avatars. You know, some people will bring them in and add arms and legs, but I just prefer without so <laughs> nice nice classic kind of a thing um mm-hmm. okay so let's talk real quick before we go um vr sickness so i don't know about you guys but when i first strapped on the headset uh i tried to play phasmophobia which if you're not familiar with this game that's okay you might know it but anyway it doesn't matter i didn't get very far in the game definitely didn't get enough time to get scared because i got incredibly sick within three minutes now, I've been in VR for about, what, what time is it now? I think we've been in VR for about an hour, hour and a half. 
I think, maybe almost two hours. And I'm starting to feel it now. So I've definitely built up a tolerance. But what would you say to that? Do you guys ever, did you get any of that? What's your take on that motion sickness, that VR sickness? Uh, when I first started with VR and I would do like a longer session, uh, I would definitely have that. I think that um, I've definitely found that games that are more performant with uh, more frames per second uh, are uh, they're easier on the eyes. I mean, if you turn your head and there's you know uh, fewer flashes between, that will that will like really it won't trick your brain as well, I guess, as something that has a higher frames per second, you know, VR chat is not the greatest place to do that. You know, I think in here we usually get like 60, which is pretty, pretty good. Um, but any lower than that, then you can start to feel a little bit more. Um, one thing that's nice about uh, VR chat is that like right now we're seated. Um, and I think sometimes the sickness can come from when you, your avatar is moving but your physical body, uh, you know, uh, is is stationary, and that can be really jarring for people when they start. Dramamine is, is great to take; that will help a little bit. Um, but you know, I think it just takes, you know, kind of some getting used to. And... Uh, what about you, Disco? Me... How are you feeling? Oh, I f I feel fine. I I. I never, I never had that initial having to get over it or get build build my VR legs, if you will. I'm not saying I've I've never been bed nauseous. Every time I've been nauseous, it's been in an app, usually a game where, yeah, the 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 motion that your player character, that your perspective, the motion that you're per, that you're perceiving yourself to go doesn't match what your physical side is doing. And so you're, I, I'm not a medical expert, but I'm guessing, you know, your brain and your vestibular system are going, this doesn't compute. Something doesn't match. So <laughs> obviously, <laughs> and as I wave my hands around, I just throw myself out of the chair. Um, so uh, where was I? Vestibular system when your brain, it doesn't compute. And so your brain says, okay, evacuate all of your innards. Uh, you know, that said for, for things that I'm doing, like when I'm DJing, I'm standing behind my, my DJ equipment. So I'm not moving a whole lot um, in alt space or in VR chat. I'm either sitting down or I'm standing, you know, standing for my performances. And so what my body is doing is to a point matching what I'm doing here, or even I think like when I do, I do like the flight simulators. I love flight simulators. And so even in, even in VR, you know, as I'm seated in a, in a fighter jet zooming around, you know, even if I'm turning my head and so my, I'm not facing the direction I'm going, there's still my, I think my, I'm assuming that my brain is working through that and saying, okay, if you were in a fighter jet, actually in a fighter jet, you would still be sitting down. Yes, you would actually be feeling a little bit more of the G's and things as you pull things in different directions. But this doesn't seem too terribly weird to me. It's it. I think for a lot of people, it's when things get weird is when when you know the the perspectives and things start going around. That some people can have problems. The nice thing about it is is for in some cases, it's sometimes just as simple as closing your eyes. You know, to to kind of get that that feeling to subside for a minute. 
um, close your eyes, or if you have to, absolutely have to, you just you take the headset off. It's not like you're a complete passenger with no control. Um, and and a lot of apps do go out of their way with with um, with sort of by like blocking in your vision and fading out the the periphery to kind of help do things to help make make things a little bit more comfortable for people. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just a tolerance thing. Sometimes you just have to do it a little bit in order to build up, build up that, build up your VR legs. I, uh, I, would say... I used to get real seasick. I was wondering if it would, uh, if it would help with my VR, with my seasickness as well. But we'll, we'll I don't know yet. I haven't been on a boat since. Uh, but what's, what, uh, yeah, what were we going to say? Sorry. I was, I was just going to say, like, don't try to work through it. Like, like you you will build up your tolerance by doing it and if you feel a little nauseous just take off the headset if you try to power through it you might get a headache all day you might feel sick all day I mean, it's just it's not worth powering through <laughs> i have had that happen you know a couple times early on and it was just not good <laughs> but those were like Man, i will like never a, forget yeah go, go ahead. ahead sorry I was just going to say, like, I had a couple games like No Man's Sky. I love No Man's Sky. But in VR, it just just transitioning from, like, jetpacking around the world to getting into the cockpit of the thing and taking off into space. Like, just the combination of all those things and then flipping your spaceship upside down and doing all that stuff, the combination was not good for me. And I tried to push through it because it looked so great and I was having so much fun. And then just all day, I was pretty much out of service. <laughs> so, oh God. Just listen to your body. That's good advice. That is good advice. Well, uh, <laughs> so Calamander, where can people watch the show? And, 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 and I know you mentioned the discord where, where, where can people find more of you and what you're doing? Um, yeah, you can go to uh, uh, the YouTube is also pretty easy to find. It's youtube.com forward slash at improvatars. Uh, the Discord is, yeah, discord.io forward slash improvatars. Uh, I'm Eric Michael Callaghan on Facebook, so you can find me there. And we usually stream there. We stream to YouTube. We stream to Twitch. Uh, the Twitch might still be uh, Who's Line VR, I think. Um, but. Yeah, normally we stream all those places. And then there's also uh, a VR chat group. Uh, and it's improv.4907, I think. Or might be 4567, I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, if you join that group in VR chat, then you can actually get live into the performances and then be in VR and watch it. Or you can get into VR and and uh, join a rehearsal. Um and and do it that way we we hold the show excuse me tuesday and thursday nights every other week at 8 p.m central standard time and um yeah so um that's probably the best way i guess yeah well we'll we'll definitely get the links and everything and we'll put them in the description so that people can can find them and uh um yeah, that's great. Yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays is, is shows. And Disco, you are uh, also tearing it up on the improv stage here. But where can people find your your music? Where can we watch you scratch some virtual records? Uh, so I I very rarely stream to my own personal Twitch. I need to get back into that so with with the end of alt space and trying. I call it the the Church of the Latter Day Disco was my my world in alt space. So I'm trying to reteach myself just enough Unity and Blender to bring that in. So it's kind of taken a little bit more of my time. But 
Oh yeah, um, you're, you're moving stream, and you're doing stuff. Sure. I do stream uh, most Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Eastern time um, on Tribe XR's Twitch channel. It's just uh, twitch.tv forward slash Tribe XR. Um, but you can I the best way to get a hold of me for bookings or just to see what's going on with me is my Instagram, uh, pano.dj, P-A-N-O, Mitchers dot not underscore. Now that you're asking me these questions and it's like, oh, no, <laughs> no, that's OK. Well, while you're looking that up, I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll make sure we have it in the link too. pano dot DJ, P-A-N-O dot DJ. Nice. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for for being on and for letting me do this, for setting all this up. I really appreciate it. And I'm just going to hop up here and, and maybe with my camera, we can uh, we can show everybody. You can't see this from where I'm sitting because it's like it's just two dimensional. But Calmander is running um, this whole interview. So all the camera shots have been him running these shots live uh, and there's cameras in the room but they're invisible to us or you might be able to see this little disc here uh, that's a camera and i don't know how the camera up here is working so uh, uh but, yeah, but just like really neat sorry do you yeah <laughs> go ahead no no no. please if you if you could explain this in a better way than i can uh, you can, i mean please do uh, that can't be hard well i don't I don't know if I could explain it better. I was going to say that little red or that little blue disc over there is just a button that spawns these buttons. And then these buttons spawn the cameras. <laughs> and I have a little monitor down here. And actually in the back, my bot is watching another larger monitor uh, to record it through OBS on my computer. So that's a lot of craziness. Wow. But yeah, because yeah, I'm I'm recording this through OBS too. And it took me some time because of the audio inputs and all that. But what you're doing is not only that, and you're doing that, and you're doing it in VR and setting up cameras. So, uh, really appreciate your help. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, actually, one of the things that I I went into alt space, I not to drag it out too long or whatever, but uh, one no, of the no, things please. that when I when I went into alt space, there was no um, camera system, and I was like, like the best anybody had in there was they would walk their bot into the middle of the into the middle of the audience and just stand there and watch the stage. And I'm like, they're like, we're in VR. <laughs> like, why can't we have invisible cameras spawning everywhere? I mean, there's no cost. You don't have to buy a new camera. It, like, I don't know. So anyways, that sent me down this whole long path of trying to figure out how to get it to work over there. Uh, Samwise helped me a lot over there. Uh, Mason and uh chortle and uh we set up this camera switching system that was just awesome over there and now with uh the unity uploader through vr chat it's a lot easier i can set up you know the cameras exactly where i want them and the buttons and all that stuff and, and i think that adds a lot to the production value is <laughs> it just seems like a no-brainer if you're going to do like a a tv show in in vr you might as well have all those tools so I don't know. It's amazing to be able to run. Right? Yeah. It's amazing to be able to run this stuff, have a whole theater and put on a performance without having to go out and rent a theater in town, get physical performers in town, rent, you know, 
build giant banners with our logo you know all this stuff would cost like disco was saying earlier with the dj stuff it's all of this would cost thousands of dollars to do one performance so uh it's it's really cool to do it here and do it well and and have so many amazing performers doing it so do you want to give a quick shout out to the performers, the the Improvatar main stage cast, or is it constantly shifting? Is there too many people to? Uh, it is constantly shifting, but I can shout out a few people. Um, Stevie does an amazing job. Zarnia does an amazing job. She's one of our leads. Who sh- she ran the uh, the um, rehearsal tonight. Uh, we got Robbie Ketchup. We've got Lacey. We've got uh, Doge uh, Sergius. Uh, Sherry hosts the show quite a bit. Uh, Babs is out of uh, Australia. <laughs> Kenyon is actually a Meta uh, worker. He works for Meta. You know, so there's uh, just a lot of people. I mean, we have about 150 people in our Discord right now, um, and about 10% of them are active. But <laughs> we've got a lot of people in there, and it makes me feel good. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be doing some giveaways for our YouTube channel, too. I have, have a brand new uh, Oculus Quest 2 headset sitting in the box that I might give away at some point, but we're kind of waiting to see what we're actually going to do with that or if it's going to be a, you know, if it's going to be a giveaway or what. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We just, uh, we have a really great crew here, and it's it's been a really amazing time with all these people, so... Yeah, it's cool. It's it's incredible. Well, uh, thank you guys very much to Eric Callaghan and Chris Mackew, although, as I know you, Cal- Calamander412 and Disco Jesus. Uh, but thank you guys very much for doing this. And, uh, well, I guess I'll see you on, uh, uh, I'll see you tomorrow for the show. Yeah, thank you, man. Cool. All right, That'd sounds awesome. good. Yeah, and thank you everybody for watching, and I will see you all in reality uh, next time. And this will probably be an audio podcast as well. Um, so if you're listening to this uh, on audio or on Spotify or wherever podcasts find podcasts are sold, just um, go check out our YouTube page. It's yes and and the letter U, yes and U on YouTube, and you'll see this episode under the other than improv podcast episodes which are very few on video because i'm i don't do video much anymore but um i hope you guys enjoyed this time in virtual reality see you next time (laughs) if you're here for improv go away this is other than improv with